2: Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease.
1: Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If. Only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news...
4: Ladies and gentlemen,
5: I am Dustin Gold. This is the Dustin Gold Standard, and you are listening to pain.tv slash gold. Ladies and gentlemen, I hope you had a wonderful weekend. As you know, we kept going. We popped out a show Friday night and a show Saturday night, where we began talking about ectogenesis, ectogenesis, which is being able to fertilize and grow a baby outside of a female's body in what would be called an artificial or synthetic womb, ladies and gentlemen, just like in the movie The Matrix. And so I was going to pop on yesterday, Sunday, and do another show. And I told you we had the baby shower for my wife, which was beautiful. My mother And sister did a fantastic job. A lot of my wife's friends came, family came, new friends that we made here in Frederick, Maryland came. Uh, The woman that teaches our aqua classes at the YMCA came. Our new friend JP from the Y came. Very interesting character. I mentioned him on the show before I had a longer conversation with him there, and I'm pretty sure I'm going to invite him onto this show. A wealth of knowledge, 78 years old. He has no filter. He says what he believes, but he is a trained architect and engineer who sees the dangers of technology, and he's not afraid to talk about it. So I am going to probably bring JP on. We will not agree on many things, but I'm not here to debate JP. I am here to... Uh, Pick his mind and share the stuff about homeopathics and his experience in the army and uh, his experience with uh, flying planes. And he was a conscientious. Objector during Vietnam. So he served, but he refused to kill people. And so he's very interesting. I'm going to bring him on. I have another friend of mine who connected with JP there, older woman. Uh, I've introduced her to Maria Albanese. And so I may try to get her on and pick her brain for a while. She knows all about homeopathic medicine as well. And so it was a great and wonderful day. uh, And I didn't get a chance to pop on because we were there helping clean up until nine or 10 o'clock at night and so now my mother is uh taking off and going back to her home in texas uh tomorrow morning so what i'm going to do here folks this is going to be a short show it's going to be one hour and then i've got to go do some family stuff i'm going to come back and do another hour but here is the deal folks We are talking about ectogenesis, which fell into my lap thanks to Maria Albanese, co-host of the Thomas Paine Podcast, on Fridays. And so I started researching that topic, and I was supposed to cover the Biden executive order, which I will get to, but frankly, this stuff is a lot more important. And so I'm going to get into a little bit of the history of ectogenesis, then we are going to look at the technology itself today, but I found a whole bunch more. If you remember, uh, a couple nights ago, I think it was the Saturday night show, uh, I showed a seven-year-old video where they were starting to build these artificial wombs and they were testing them on baby sheep. And so I said I was going to show you a video of what the technology looks like today which i have but i also found some more interesting information so with this type of technology there always has to be these big players involved and so now we have a gentleman who i introduced to you the founder of ethereum who was backed by Peter Thiel, through the Thiel Fellowship, which we had reviewed heavily several episodes ago, is now pushing the idea of the synthetic womb in cooperation with another gentleman named Elon Musk, who we covered, what, five or six episodes on Elon Musk and the Neuralink Brain Chip. And so we will get to that probably in part two of these two one-hour episodes. So right now, what I want to do is let's go back to the original article that we started reviewing on ectogenesis, and this is from geneticliteracyproject.org, and that is what Maria initially sent me, and the title of that was Artificial Wombs, the Coming Era of Motherless Births, question mark, written in April 2022. And so I just kind of brushed over this the other day, but let me read it again to you. Scientifically, it's called ectogenesis, a term coined by J.B.S. Haldane in 1924, a hugely influential science popularizer. Haldane did for generation what Carl Sagan did later in the century. And I said Haldane is kind of like the old school version of the modern day Ray Kurzweil, who we all know as the chief engineer of... Uh, Google, formerly worked for Microsoft, he's a futurist and a prophet who talks about the mind uploading and putting nanobots inside of his bloodstream so that he can live forever, he can have immortality. So Haldane was kind of like... Ray Kurzweil back then it said Haldane got people thinking and talking about the implications of science and technology on our civilization so I guess he was like Ida the robot uh, painter whose job it is to make us ask ourselves is this the direction we want to go in while of course she's normalizing and humanizing that direction so Haldane got people thinking and talking about the implications of science and technology on our civilization and did not shy away from in inventing new words in order to do so describing ectogenesis as pregnancy occurring in an artificial environment from fertilization to birth haldane predicted that by 2074 this would account for more than 70 percent of human births his prediction may yet be on target and so i know i read this to you before but i'm just trying to catch you back up because over the weekend people get busy But let me just say this, folks. I want to make this perfectly clear why we are talking about this. We're talking about this because these madmen, inspired by people like J.B.S. Haldane, these mad scientists and universities and working out of international institutions funded by global governments and such... Uh, people that are being funded by the likes of Elon Musk and others, they want to be able to create, a breed a human baby without mommy. Okay. And we know it could already be done technically without daddy in vitro and such. And so now they don't want mommy. So if they need humans in the future, if they need to breed human babies for whatever reason, I don't know, as DNA storage drives, as uh, organ donors for the elites, as, I don't know, blood concoctions for Peter Thiel's company, Ambrosia, that injects young blood into old people. If they need children for, I don't know, batteries, Uh, Maybe they're going to hook them up with this synthetic skin and then have them generate power for them. If they need babies without parents, babies with no real owners, uh, why not just grow them in the labs? What do you think? The government is going to tell them they can't do it? What do you think? The government is going to say that's unethical? What do you think? The governing bodies overseen by the committees that govern the committees that oversee the governing bodies that run the committees, that the politicians, the elected officials, your so-called representatives in this so-called constitutional republic, the ones who are paid off with money from the very technocrats who collect the money from the government to run their projects, to start their companies, to fund their technology. You think that those elected officials, your representatives, are going to stop this? They're going to say it's immoral. They're going to say it's unconstitutional. It's unethical. It's wrong. This is dangerous. It's a slippery slope. Of course not, folks. Everything goes here. Everything goes here in America. What we used to call the United States of America, that's now one giant Amazon trading hub, right here in America, the world's truck stop bathroom. Send all your garbage here, folks. Pull up to the old truck stop, walk inside, go to the bathroom, pee on the toilet seat, take a crap on the floor. You know, it doesn't really matter. On your way out, rip a urinal urinal off the wall and throw it into the middle of the bathroom right all over the walls with a sharpie marker because this is america this is the world's dump oh yeah folks walk out there steal yourself a bag of cheetos and a slim jim give a finger to the cashier tell her to f off as you walk out the door and slam it on an old lady they go up to the pump fill up your car with gas and drive off don't even pay for it this is america the amazon trading hub This is the place you come to to sell all your goods and send the money back home. So you think in this country, these people, our leaders, our wonderful leaders are going to stop something like this. They're going to stop corporations, mad scientists and oligarchs. Like Peter Thiel and Elon Musk from growing babies in labs that they, in fact, will own? I mean, come on, folks. Jeffrey Epstein was involved with this type of stuff. He was trying to spread his seed everywhere, as Elon Musk is as well. So they can grow their army of children, their army of babies inside of their labs. You don't need women anymore. You don't need men. Why would we need them to make babies when we can grow them in labs? And then we can fulfill Jeff Bezos of Amazon's dream to have a million Einsteins floating around space, all to live on Mars with him as he leads the world as king of the galaxy. That's it, folks. That's where we are. So let's look at JBS Haldane, who these guys want to bring his, his science to fruition. It says here, and I mentioned this to you before, but let me recap. In discussing the idea in his work, Daedalus, a reference to the inventor in Greek mythology who, through his inventions, strived to bring humans to the level of the gods, Haldane was diving into issues of his time, namely eugenics, and the first widespread debates over contraception and population control. Folks, let me just tell you something okay first off there's so much to unpack there at least the dots that i can connect that i mentioned to use before so this guy writes his book daedalus after the greek uh after greek mythology after the inventor who strived to bring humans to the level of god so you have greek mythology well peter thiel has the company ambrosia which is to inject young blood into old people to help them on their quest for immortality. And ambrosia is the Greek mythology term for the concoction drank by gods in order to have immortality. So you've got that Greek mythology in there. Okay. Number two, it says striving to bring humans to the level of gods. Well, that is what you've all know a Harari. Who talks about these guys who control the data, who have the codes to hack humans, will be the gods of the new era. It goes on to say that this guy, Haldane, was into eugenics and debates over contraception and population control. Well, population control, you have all these guys involved. Bill Gates, you've got... uh, Um, Henry Kissinger and now you have Peter Thielen and Elon Musk playing the other side, which is no, we need to grow the population, but their solutions you will see are going to be ectogenesis, not people need to have babies. Oh no, they're trying to engineer humans away from being able to have babies so they can grow them in the labs. Everything is coming together now for me. I'm seeing the big picture here. It's starting to make more sense and we'll unravel this over the next couple of episodes. And then you have eugenics. Obviously, obviously, um, you know, in modern history, modern history. were supposed to tie eugenics into Nazi Germany, but then you also have contraception. Contraception comes growing out of Margaret Sanger, who was the founder of Planned Parenthood. I've read some of her books over the years, and so she spread the concept of free love in the hippie era, got everyone to start having sex with all these different partners, and then told them, hey, women, you need to get a job in the corporate arena. You need to compete with the men for the big jobs, and so the answer to that is contraception and abortion. Abortion. There you go. Eugenics. And Margaret Sanger was no fan of the poor, no fan of brown people. No, she wanted to engineer them out of existence folks that's what she wanted to do she even talked about in one of her books going and recruiting black reverends to promote her abortion stuff in the churches but didn't let them really know what they were doing because if they knew what they were doing they wouldn't really take part in it so they pushed the concept of free love and feminism freeing women from the troubles of having to have a spouse and you know going out and working and uh, competing with the man in the workforce really breaking apart families and traditional structure in order to then push the idea of abortion and so they could eventually weed out certain types of people the undesirables you know she actually thought she was doing these people a favor if they were poor and living a miserable life as she had deemed you know as her decision then she was doing them a favor by basically weeding them out of the gene pool and so this guy right here jbs haldane that we'll eventually get into big communists and everything like that great guy uh we'll get into him as we unroll this but we're going to kind of twist between haldane and elon musk and then uh, peter thiel and others in this story And so when I get back, I want you to just be ready for this wild roller coaster ride centered around these artificial synthetic wombs, folks. I'm serious. Think about this stuff over the break, because I know what I just gave you was a lot of information packed into, I don't know, 15 minutes. I've got to absorb it now, folks. So enjoy that. Sit on it. Take a deep breath because we are going for a wild ride right into the matrix. Ladies, Ladies and gentlemen, I am Dustin Gold. This is the Dustin Gold Standard, and you are listening to pain.tv slash gold.
4: You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on pain.tv. Join the discussion at pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on pain.tv.
5: Ladies and gentlemen, I am Dustin Gold. This is the Dustin Gold Standard, and you are listening to pain.tv slash gold. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. We are on a wild ride learning about ectogenesis. I never thought I'd be here, folks, honestly. This stuff was barely on my radar, barely on my radar. And thanks to Maria Albanese, God, I've been dreaming about this stuff. It's just the further you dig into this, the crazier stuff gets. And as I mentioned to you on the last couple of podcasts, I'm trying not to go too deep into each of these topics because each one of them could take me, you know, 10 hours to really explain in full. So I'm trying to scratch the surface of each of these, and give you enough information. And trust me, we're building out the Telegram, which is um, you can look that up at Dustin Gold Show, and I think that connects into a group. I'm not sure how it works, and that's uh, the Gold Pillars, so you can comment and share information as well. But I'm trying to get in the habit of dumping these articles onto Telegram until we figure out how to get them over at pain.tv slash Gold, or I launch them on a new site that we started working on, so that you guys can dig further into these topics. Of they interest you and as they come back in my radar up on my radar i'll get further into each one of them but i'm really trying to cover as much of the technology and the biotech that is out there as possible so that you have a broad view of what's coming and then we can really start to dig deeper into these topics as they become more prevalent but i want to just also tell you guys after being at the baby shower yesterday and after really networking uh with with uh, all of the health stuff related to the birth of our child and um and just with exercise and farming and everything going on i want to tell you i don't know if you see it in your personal lives but in the end we are the radicals um sadly we are the radicals the vast majority of people have accepted uh, I don't believe wittingly, so unwittingly accepted um, this coming technocracy, the fourth industrial revolution, the fourth industrial revolution, because they've just merged with the technology without even realizing that they have i don't even think it's a question anymore and so yesterday at the baby shower i had multiple conversations with uh, a couple of engineers that i know uh, older gentlemen that you know they help build this kind of tech and then a friend of mine who is a salesman in the food industry who told me about going to the eye doctor the other day and he didn't even meet with a doctor it was all done over telemedicine And then he's in the process of trying to move into another job within the career because he sees in the next few years salesmen being replaced and he's really worried he's going to be out of a job. So he's trying to position himself to be on the forefront of, you know, metaverse uh, virtual reality and augmented reality technologies in sales. And so we really are the radicals, folks. I mean, when you try to talk to people about this, you do look like you're crazy, even though in the end, you're armed with all this information. It's all true. We're just looking at the words, the articles, the white papers, the videos, the speeches, the investors, the money, you know, the technologies, the companies, the uh, publicly traded companies, the NGOs, the think tanks, the international governing bodies. All this stuff that goes behind the technocracy is all very real, but yet at the same time, you know, normal people out there, uh, because we are in the minority, normal people out there have just come to terms with it, I guess, so they don't recognize the dangers, and some of them I talked to yesterday don't even see it as necessarily a bad thing, this human evolution of humans, as Dennis Bushnell, the chief scientist at NASA, puts it, and the fact that we are on this path to engineer humans out of existence. Some of these engineers actually just see it as part of natural evolution. Um, and sort of like I said, when you take the concept of God, the creator, Mother Nature, out of the equation, then humans start to have this God complex in which they think that it's okay for humans to intervene with evolution. And so if humans decide that humans need to be engineered out of existence, eugenics and everything else are now on the table. That's okay with some of them uh g this gentleman uh, jp who i want to bring on who's 78 years old uh, engineering background does not see it that way and that's why i want to bring him on because he does recognize the dangers but congratulations you are a radical folks you are a radical and this is going to be a difficult uphill battle um uh, to try to wake people up which is why i think the end approach for us is to figure out how to live one foot in and one foot out of the matrix because I don't really see us... Waking up enough people to get them to toss the uh, smartphones into a Faraday cage or something. No, I don't. I don't see that happening, unfortunately. So we're going to have to figure out what the plan is and then figure out how to circumvent it in our own personal lives. And that's what I'm working on over here. Let's continue with this article. It says whether Haldane's view will prove correct. Uh, this is about ectogenesis coming to fruition by 2074. So whether Haldane's view will prove correct about the specific timing of when ectogenesis might become popular or the numbers of children born that way, it's certain that he was correct that at the time he was right that the societal implications are sure to be significant as the age of motherless birth approaches. They will not be the same societal implications that were highlighted highlighted in Daedalus, however. So, just women out there, I want you to think about this. The age of motherless birth. So, you have all of these scientists, all of these engineers, all of these oligarchs, these technocrats, technologists, engineers, programmers. Uh, You have the entire sort of feminist movement, the fake feminist movement, really, who talks about... um, You know, hands off my body when we're debating, you know, abortion rights or whatever. Hands off my body. Well, it will be hands off your body because these guys are going to take away the need to have you in the equation and so at the end of the day, even though I find humanity at times to be annoying and disgusting, at the same time I cheer on the side of humanity and I cheer on mothers, okay? I think you play a very important role in this equation. I see what my wife is going through and the fact that her tummy has been growing and she's carrying this baby inside of her God, it's sometimes you look at her and you actually envy her, like wow, there's a life growing in Side of her uh the magic of the universe you know it's just it's so crazy so to me to take mothers out of the equation you women should be very upset about this they're not offering you uh, like would you trade carrying your own child and giving birth to life like you can only do that men can't do that um Would you trade that for what they're selling you, this soulless materialism? Oh, it's going to take away your time at some stupid corporate job? Like, in reality, I mean, I will give you my personal opinion. If you go back to sort of what we would call a traditional nuclear family, um, father goes out and works in a coal mine all day. And the mother stays home and raises the children and takes care of the household. I mean, in my opinion, the mother had the most important job of all. And I don't think the man disrespected the mother because that was the arrangement. Shit, the guy obviously trusted her with what were half his children and half hers and the household and everything. He goes out and works a meaningless job just for the purpose of bringing home food coupons. You know, go a generation before that, he'd be out in the field hunting all day, risk getting eaten by a lion or a bear so that he could bring home meat to the family. But the mother was there taking care of the children, raising the children, keeping the household together. So when they start these fights between man and woman, it's to divide us instead of keeping a family together and operational and loving and caring and respecting of each other. So now they want to take away from from women this ability to Uh, have children to bring life into this earth. And I'm telling you, folks, it's always a trap. Because once they do that to you women, you are going to see how they treat you. Then they're going to deem you useless, just like they're doing with men, the attack against men in the last 20 years. So you're next on the chopping block. Don't let these people deceive you propagandize you bait you and walk you up the train tracks into auschwitz where you will work on their terms in your corporate job until they're ready to eliminate you to send you to the showers because that is always the plan folks this article goes on to say technology developing in increments Where are we on the road to ectogenesis right now? And we're going to get into this. To begin, progress has definitely been rapid over the last 20 to 30 years. In the mid-1990s, Japanese investigators succeeded in maintaining goat fetuses for weeks in a machine containing artificial amniotic fluid. At the same time, the recent decades have seen rapid advancement in neonatal intensive care that is pushing back the minimum gestational age from which human fetuses can be kept alive today it is possible for a preterm fetus to survive when removed from the mother at a gestational age of slightly less than 22 weeks that's only a little more than halfway through the pregnancy normally 40 weeks and while rescuing an infant delivered at such an early point requires sophisticated expensive equipment and care the capability continues to increase and as i mentioned to you guys before we've been talking talking a lot with our midwives and our doula about this type of stuff and they warn That if you're giving birth in a hospital, the hospitals, the doctors are trained to constantly do uh, belly scans, ultrasounds, and such because they're looking for reasons to um, induce birth, to make you have birth earlier than you naturally would, or to push you into a C-section scenario. And they don't necessarily know why. No one really knows why. But I question if it's so that they can put them in some kind of machines like this because... These machines are the beta test for what they're building, which is the synthetic artificial womb, to grow babies without actual parents. And so all of this stuff they do in the science experiments and these human trials is to test out the Frankenstein technology on real people. That's always what they're doing so that they could perfect it to the point where they don't need you anymore. It's like the Neuralink brain chip with Elon Musk. They say that they're going to test it on people with paralysis and people with memory loss and such. But the ultimate goal is to augment the human brain, as Dennis Bushnell from NASA admits in a NASA published paper okay so they're always using you as the guinea pig to perfect their technology saying that it's to help humans up you need to have the baby c-section we'll take it out at 20 weeks we'll put it inside our artificial womb. okay it worked at 20 let's roll that back to 15 to 10 okay now we'd reach the point where we don't need mom at all goodbye mom we don't need you you see how evil these people are They're always thinking, folks. They're always thinking. They're always scheming. They're always scamming. They're always planning. And while we go to a break, I am going to plan the next segment. Ladies and gentlemen, when we get back, we're going to jump into a video. I'm going to show you where they are, where they were about a year ago with this technology, and you're going to be blown away. And then eventually we're going to loop this in to Elon Musk and Peter Thiel and the gang and then get deeper into JBS Haldane because he is instrumental in this modern transhumanist anti-human movement ladies and gentlemen i am dustin gold this is the dustin gold standard and you're listening to pain.tv
4: slash gold you're listening to the dustin gold standard on pain.tv join the discussion at pain.tv slash gold
2: To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss.
4: You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard. On pain.tv.
5: Ladies and gentlemen, I am Dustin Gold. Defender of Humanity. This is the Dustin Gold Standard right here on Paying.tv slash gold. And I thank each and every one of you who've gone over to uh, Apple Podcasts, left a five-star review and a comment. We really appreciate that. Your work does not go unappreciated, folks. You're helping us grow this podcast, and we do appreciate it. I've been getting a lot of emails and texts and stuff from people who've been listening to the show, and I really do appreciate it. So thank you very much. Um, Let me read two more paragraphs to you quickly, and then we're going to get into this video from the BBC a few months ago. It says, uh, excuse me, that was a sneeze, ladies and gentlemen, so I excuse myself. God bless me, or Nostrobia, as they would say in Poland. All right, folks, it goes on to say, a comprehensive review published by the New York Academy of Sciences three years ago highlights a series of achievements by various research groups using ex vivo, which is out of the body, ex vivo uterus environments to support mammalian fetuses early in pregnancy. Essentially, two areas of biotechnology are developing rapidly that potentially can enable ectogenesis in humans, and along the way, what the authors of the Academy Review call partial ectogenesis. Because a fetus develops substantially with respect to external form and internal organs during the second half of pregnancy, our current capability to deliver and maintain preterm infants actually is a kind of partial ectogenesis. It goes on to say, supported by all of the equipment in the neonatal intensive care unit, NICU, a premature infant continues its development as a normal fetus fetus of the same gestational age would do inside the mother's uterus, but with one important exception. Inside the womb, oxygenated, nourished blood comes in, and blood-carrying waste goes out. That's through the placenta and umbilical cord. And we've been taking birth classes, and I learned all about that. It's amazing what Mother Nature was able to create folks frankly it's it's amazing hopefully our doula is going to come on and we'll have the doll that will show you with the placenta and the umbilical cord it's magical honestly once delivered however a preemie must breathe through its lungs cleanse the blood with its liver and kidneys and get nutrition through its gastrointestinal tract okay now what i'm gonna do is let's go over to this video from the bbc this was from about seven months ago so you can start to see the technology in which they've been pushing sort of slowly letting out there the last seven months let's take a look at this and then we'll get back to that article and then i'm going to end up going into uh, Elon Musk and Peter Thiel and such involvement in the synthetic womb uh, movement and why they believe that we need to move forward with this technology. And then we'll go back to JBS Haldane and we'll get into a little more of the history of this, who he was, and then we'll eventually get out of this topic and on to Biden's executive order and back into maybe Operation Paperclip and the 1995 paper Industrial Society and its future. And then also, Marie Albanese dumped a lot of stuff on my lap the last couple days with some of the super soldier programs and genetic modifications. So that's going to have to fit in there and that actually kind of fits right in with Operation Paperclip. So let's watch this video right now. A lot of
1: my analysis of the future of of pregnancy and the artificial uterus is based on my concern for the health and well-being for the bodies of those who gestate babies. If you're a woman of childbearing age, the most likely reason for you to end up needing medical treatment is pregnancy and childbirth. The project we are working on, which is often called Artificial warmth, but we call it
3: mostly Perinatal Life Support, our goal is to help extremely
0: preterm babies. I think it's very easy to be let off track by the, the slightly matrix nature of this technology. To be fair, I don't think that's a very accurate representation of what anyone's trying to
5: do. Okay, so let's pause for a second. As I mentioned, this video is from about seven months ago. Now, the reason why this is important, folks, and these are all of these different scientists and doctors speaking right now who are working out of various universities and hospitals developing this technology. We'll see a little bit more about this, what they're doing in China with this robotic nanny that they created. I made a joke about that when we were talking about Ida, the uh, robotic painter. But anyway, yes, they have this robotic nanny, they call it, which is uh, looking over the artificial womb, and so we'll get into that soon. But they're talking about it again, the point of mothers having issues during birth and removing the baby and then putting them into the artificial womb. But you'll see, um, shortly, you will see that just like the Neuralink brain chip, it's for people that have paralysis, but then eventually it's for everyone. Well... You're going to start seeing people like Elon Musk and teal connected people talking about how it's so that women don't have to be burdened with giving birth, that they can just have their baby raised in an artificial womb while they continue to work because you don't want the baby to mess up your career. And then all of you know what happens after you have the baby and your maternity leave wears out, which you won't need maternity leave, I guess, if you're going to have uh, a baby born in an artificial womb, because then they'll probably Probably just offer to keep it for a year while they breastfeed it for you, and you don't even have to take part in that. But then you know what comes next. Then you just drop your baby off at pre-K um when it's one years old and you don't even have to take care of it again for the rest of your life because you send it through high school and basically you never have to see your children i guess you'll just sign them over to elon musk and peter thiel uh, and or the government even though they are actors on behalf of the government so i can see where this is going it's quite obvious to see where this is going i think you see it you're all a very intelligent group of people so let's continue with this
3: i think there's always an ethical price my job as a scientist is to make the technology and put it on the table.
2: We are going to be capable of creating an external womb within a generation or two and-
5: Now, now, that, that gentleman before her said, as a scientist, and you would know this if you listened to the app last episode when I was complaining about the gentleman who developed IDA, and uh you know so now they're saying yeah my job as a scientist is just create the technology and put it out there but then they want to say later when someone gets a hold of this and does bad horrible things with it i don't know like an adolf hitler then they start saying well the technology was neutral the people are doing horrible things with it but why don't you bear any of the blame when you're the one who actually developed it and put it out there
2: we all are going to have a completely different reaction to what it means for us and for our lives.
5: So on the screen, it says artificial uterus. How close are we to growing humans outside the womb? It says scientists around the world are currently working to develop systems that mimic the human uterus the goal is to provide care for extremely preterm babies that can't be treated in traditional incubators because their organs are not fully developed especially the y- lungs successful trials have been done with premature lambs we showed essentially, that
0: essentially what we do is we connect some very thin tubes or catheters to the umbilical cord and we're able to reroute uh, blood through that and that allows us to provide gas exchange to the fetus is driven by the fetal heart. We're able to oxygenate the fetus uh, without needing to use the lungs to do that.
3: We use the, the heart of the uh, perinate itself to pump around in the blood so it must be a very dedicated small device which is a technological point of view quite complex. So our project is dedicated to simulations, we do computer simulations, so we mimic the, uh, the perinade by developing robot kind of uh, mannequins.
5: Now, now, I will just say, they were complaining that this would be compared to the movie The Matrix. Meanwhile, in this BBC mini-documentary, they are showing all their models of babies with, like, all these hoses going into them inside of artificial sacks, which looks very much like the movie The Matrix. And, basically, they're doing what they did in the movie The Matrix, so it's very Matrix-like, whether they want to... Understand that or not, folks, this continues to say the scientists estimate that we are still at least 10 years away from starting human trials. But we've seen in other articles that they are very close to human trials, if not already doing it on humans.
0: And I, The reason for that, if you're going to introduce something new clinically, it's got to be manifestly better than what's already available. If you look at uh, 23 weeks, um, your survival rate per se is, is probably 40, maybe 50 percent. So you've got to be punching well, well above that.
5: Some recent research is pushing the boundaries in this field. For the first time, scientists were able to grow healthy mouse embryos in a mechanical womb for 11 days. They were trying to observe how organs are formed, which is impossible when the embryos are inside the womb. We are already trying to work on other animals
3: that have similarities in the shape of the embryo to humans. And one of those is the rabbit action. And I can report that we are very, very successful with very minor adaptation to do that in rabbit. So that is all encouraging, suggesting that there is feasibility to do this in humans. I would predict that it is possible with the same system. And this is something
5: that we and other labs are trying to pursue. Once the technology comes, what changes will it trigger? Author Helen Sagwek has explored this I topic in her work. I imagine
2: an alternate reality where the invention of a portable external womb has been widely accepted throughout society. I worked as a bioengineer myself, so my background is as a scientist, um, and I suggested this as a solution. It can save the lives of premature babies it can be life-changing for people who wouldn't otherwise be able to have a child in all sorts of ways but there are also some huge questions
5: okay okay so there's two parts that she said right there and i have to stop that she said one did you hear her one was that it could be used for premature babies okay which is always tug at the heartstrings. And I understand that, and if people have had that happen and they use certain technologies to save their baby, hey, you've got to do what you got to do. I'm not criticizing people or passing judgment on people, okay? And the second part, though, she said, was for people who can't have babies in normal ways, which is what opens the door to bringing one of these portable artificial wombs into your home and growing a baby in the living room or whatever, okay? Now, I'm telling you, that's where this technology is going. I, if you use the technology to... Help out with your premature baby, then okay, that's um, again, I'm not passing judgment on you. But I'm telling you, that's the slippery slope, although these people behind it already know where this is going. So they need to introduce the technology. One, your premature baby is a guinea pig to help train that system, just like people using the gig work platforms like Instacart, the grocery app, are the guinea pigs training the system. They don't know that. In the interim, those people benefit, they're making a little bit of money. In The interim, your child benefited because maybe it saved their life. But the data they're collecting, the analytics, and everything is going into their system to help build the full system, which is growing the babies in these artificial wombs completely separate from the mother. And they want to be able to fertilize the egg in these systems so there's no father or mother involved in this process, okay? And so you end up with a child with no mother or father, owned by a lab, owned by a corporation, owned by a government, or whatever. And so that's where they're going with this. So they're going to make it sound like, as they're introducing and normalizing and humanizing the technology, they'll eventually have a set of parents who say, we couldn't have kids. Thank God for the synthetic womb. We grew the baby in our basement and it was fantastic. But the ultimate goal is so that the corporations and the governments can grow these babies without parents. I mean, you have to see that, folks. These people don't love me and you. They're not trying to solve problems with me, for me and you. And there isn't enough money to be made on true premature babies or on parents who can't have children. There isn't enough money to be made to justify the money, the time, the research, the energy, the creativity that goes into developing the technology, just like the Neuralink brain chip I showed you. Elon Musk says they're going to be able to put it in your head for a couple thousand dollars. Well, the CIA investment companies behind him, uh, all of the technical, billionaire oligarchs behind them. They aren't doing that for that limited amount of money. There's an ulterior motive involved and the same that goes with this type of technology and all the technology that these technocratic transhumanists are rolling out normalizing and humanizing through these type of stories when we get back we're going to finish up this video you don't want to miss it folks and then that will lead us into the next part of this series ladies and gentlemen i am dustin gold this is the dustin gold standard and you're listening to pain.tv slash gold
4: you're listening to the dustin gold standard on pain.tv join the discussion at TV slash gold you listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on TV.
5: Ladies and gentlemen, this is Dustin Gold right here with the Dustin Gold Standard on TV slash gold. Ladies and gentlemen, I don't know. Maybe this show could have been, uh, wasn't there a song? Can you see what I see? That should've been the name of the show. Can you see what I see? See, if I had a music license, Like Commander Payne has over there at the Thomas Payne podcast. I would play that song as I came back because I was thinking, Man, I can see right through their plans. I know many of you can as well. There's always bad intentions behind these guys. There's always some MO going on, some ulterior motive going on, folks. And so can you see what I see? Can you see what's coming? If there's anyone out there who is retired and looking for a little hobby and likes to sing, I would love to just record some little clips. Like you know, 10 seconds with a piece of a song that i can play on this soundboard uh you have the ability to load in sound effects and you can play them and so uh i haven't used it yet but i was thinking that would be great to have little clips from these songs because then you can't get can't get in trouble for copyright infringement but uh you could play these little clips can you see what i see i see what's coming folks i see what's coming let's continue with this video here
2: if uh technology replaces traditional pregnancy and childbirth then who owns that technology? Who controls its use? Who is it going to be for? Is this something that could be forced on people?
1: People with the uterus are generally expected to be the ones that carry pregnancies if artificial uteruses were available to everyone. Yes, I think it could really make a difference to sort of gender roles. On the one hand, maybe we would just see a much greater fluidity, but I do think it's possible that we might see things go the other way. We still live in societies where women come under heavy pressure to fulfill certain social norms and expectations.
5: Okay, folks, you see, this is the tenets of transhumanism here. This is why you're seeing, and don't let it ever fool you, that this non-organic synthetic Uh, transgender movement, okay, the fluidity of sexes, of genders and such, Uh, starting in your children's kindergartens in some states and some cities, and moving its way up throughout society now, it's not about gay rights, folks. It's about confusing people. It's about breaking down the norms, but not just social norms or cultural norms. It's about breaking apart real science. These guys like to say, support the science. I trust the science. If you don't trust the science, you're a racist. You're not welcome here. You're a hater. The science is there's a man and a woman and they have sex and then they give birth to a baby. The woman carries it. The woman breastfeeds. The man should be there to support them and such. And so, uh, the they, they're breaking down science itself and now they're going to take away the magic the magic of a woman carrying the child something beautiful something that all men should uh, respect and if you're a man out there listening to this and you're next to your wife or you're driving with your wife in the car and listening turn to your wife if you had a child with her or you're having a child with her and give her a kiss on the cheek and tell her you love her that she was so brave and so amazing for carrying that child and helping raise that child though it's magical folks and they want to take away the magic of humanity from humans so that they can grow them in labs and then you put out these quack doctors like that one this woke doctor that oh we're going to break down gender roles and all of this like carrying a baby is this burden on women and now they're not going to have to do it folks they are attacking humanity they've declared war on humanity they're taking away the magic of natural birth just like they want to take away your romantic walks on the beach they want to take away your hikes in the mountains they want to take away your vacations with your children they want to take away fishing on the lake and they want to put it all into the synthetic cyber metaverse where you can sit there with vr headsets on and escape into some pixelated mountain somewhere folks do you see it's an attack on humanity itself and now they want to take away the magic of birth i'm telling you it's not going to make you happier it is not going to make you better it's not going to bring your family together this stuff is all anti-human Don't let them tug at your heartstrings and play to your emotions to make you believe that somehow this is to help disenfranchise folks. It's not, folks. It's to crush and destroy humanity. Let's continue.
1: What makes the revolution is not the scientific development in itself. It's the the social response to that.
5: The ethics involved will need careful consideration.
2: A technology like this, if it's developed to the point where we can gestate a baby for the full length of term outside the human body, then viability begins at conception. And that's quite a huge shift. In
1: the the 1970s, when the first
5: yeah now here's the question if viability okay that was the debate we were having with roe versus wade is when is viability of the fetus outside of the womb so if a baby can survive outside of the womb on its own it was then deemed that that would be considered to be murdering the baby because you'd be murdering a baby who can survive on its own that was basically the gist of the roe versus wade debate and so you know then you have to deal with the united states and the constitution. And your rights to life and such. And so that's where all that debate went on. Well, if viability continues, uh, it's outside of the womb, then what happens? Let me just ask you this question. If a mother decides or a father decides to go have a child grown in a womb like maybe you give a dna swab and then they build a fake profile and then you're going to grow a baby inside of a synthetic womb can you abort that baby if you change your mind i don't know i'm just asking the question um you know can the labs laboratories that are growing them i don't know maybe one day amazon has a warehouse full of these robot nanny artificial wombs and they're just growing children on demand you can pick the eye color and stuff can you then throw that child away because it's not really yours i mean can you beat it can you torture it how does this work folks how does this work and we shouldn't even have to ask all these questions because we should just be coming out and saying no we don't want this technology
1: IBF baby was born, there was a lot of concern and antipathy for the idea of science being so involved in reproduction. Quite often when people say, oh, this is far too risky, they might not necessarily change their view if it turned out to be safe. It's more something to do with the unnaturalness, with the idea that we're going against the the, the sort of biological design of our species.
3: Is there justification that the benefit is so big that we are willing to pay some ethical price? You don't ban nuclear physics because some crazy person can make a nuclear bomb. You don't ban
5: virology research because someone who's crazy will make a dangerous virus. The same. Oh, no, no, no. But my question has always been why don't you ban? Why don't these scientists? Uh, why don't these engineers, why don't these government oligarchs, okay, that all sit out there and tell you how dangerous all this stuff is, as the gentleman is telling him. why don't they call for an international ban? If you see that these things are going to end up being uh, more written into the cons column than the pros column, you know, you make a column, pros and cons, pros and cons of artificial wombs. Let's see, corporations and governments could breed babies with no parents and turn them into genetically modified super soldiers. Okay, what's the pros? uh we can help a couple of uh, no no i think the cons outweigh the pros but see what you're not thinking about is the priorities and intentions of the governments and corporations are not the same pros and cons that a normal ethical moral human would have so what we say in the pros column of the artificial synthetic womb is developing super soldiers that are genetically modified and that they don't have parents so you could do whatever you want with them, that to a normal person with ethics and morals and principles and values would be a con. Oh, for the government and corporations, that is a pro, ladies and gentlemen. That is a pro. And that's why this stuff is allowed to happen. And these scientists, some of them may be evil. Others are like you and me. They need a paycheck, so they just go along with it. Unfortunately, the people that are in this video talking about it obviously agree with all this stuff. So I would put them on the evil side of things, dark intentions. They know exactly what's going to happen with this because the majority of them, if I broke this down, I'm sorry, I would say all of them. I'm willing to even, if anyone could challenge me on that, I don't know, you win something. I'll give you a $20 Amazon gift card. But the thing is, every one of them is backed by some government grant. So they know damn well what they're building this for.
3: In here, We should be very thoughtful and have open discussions because again, there is huge benefit involved
5: it says on the screen uh tech titans recently vocalized their will to invest in it uh and it's going to go on but uh sahil lavingia who we're going to talk about later said we should be investing in technology that makes having kids much faster easier cheaper more accessible synthetic wombs etc and that was in response to elon musk who we're going to get into who said we should be much more worried about Population collapse. So now they have Musk out there. He's the propagandist who kicks off these discussions who said we need to be worried about population collapse. So now he looks like the foe to Bill Gates and others to talk about overpopulation and population control. So now Musk puts out into the lexicon he's this Tony Stark character that wants to have population expansion and then you're going to start having the investors pop in. We'll see this uh, shortly that are starting to say well oh what about synthetic wombs okay because people aren't having children anymore well that's because these guys socially and culturally pushed people out of having children okay they made it more difficult for people to have children because why the mom and dad are at work all day trying to make ends meet buying a seven hundred thousand dollar townhouse here in the city of frederick maryland that's why okay so it says tech titans recently vocalized their will to invest in synthetic womb technology to remove the high burden of pregnancy and reduce inequality. Be
0: mindful of the incredibly complex nature of running one of these systems. You need a large number of extremely highly trained individuals and um, fairly vast resources to run this system. You would be much better spending money on things like education and access to all sorts of medical support and childcare and all those other things that are fundamentally important. <laughs>
5: But if one day women never had to give birth again, what would happen?
2: I think every woman you ask would probably feel quite differently about that question. For me personally, I think it would be great.
5: <laughs> well, yeah, of course you um, witch. For a
2: lot of women, it would be a heartbreaking loss. One of the things that's really important is that women play an essential role in the development of this technology so that it doesn't become the patriarchy choosing what's going to happen to women's bodies. It has to be about individual
5: choice. Yeah, the patriarchy choosing this. It, it was actually uh, Mother Nature, uh, a female Mother Nature, who chose uh, that women were going to be the ones to have the Oh, the magical experience carried the child. And look, if you're a woman out there and you're upset what I'm saying, I'm sorry. I think it's magical. And I think if you want to get on board with the technocrats and the transhumanists to allow them to grow children in labs, you are just going to be cut out of the equation. You'll be rendered useless by Yuval Noah Harari, and they will cast you to the side. They will push you into the ovens. And I hate to say that, but it is true. I would stand up for your right to have your own children children. Tell your children to have their own children. Do not fall into this trap, ladies and gentlemen. These people work day and night to engineer us out of existence. Now, if they need babies, they're going to be able to breed babies. We are going to get deeper into that, but I hope that was good. I hope that was a starting point to open your eyes. Open your eyes to the world around you, to what is going on, to what these scientists and these madmen are doing. Open your eyes to the light, as if you were a child who was just born from its mother's body, with its head back, opening its eyes for the first time, experiencing the world for the first time, because what we're doing here at this show on the Dust and Gold Standard is we're opening your eyes to this world that you never knew was around you, to the evils of these scientists and engineers, to these technocrats and transhumanists who want nothing more than to engineer humanity Out of existence. Ladies and gentlemen, I am Dustin Gold. This is the Dustin Gold Standard. We will return with the second hour of this special series in another few hours. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to Pain.tv slash gold.
4: The Matrix is a computer-generated dream world. Hmm. Built to keep us under control in order to change a human being. You're listening to the Dustin Gold standard on Pain.tv.